The FIH Pro League. It is a tournament contested by the best international hockey teams around the world. And for this year, that includes the South African men's hockey teams, ranked currently 10th in the world. They're in the in, in as a team, they're in camp now in Potchefstroom as they will take on four of the best nations in the world over the next two weeks. It promises to be exciting, riveting. Of course, uh, played in front of no fans, but live on Supersport. So you'll be able to watch. We're going to dive into the Pro League in just a little bit with Nick Spooner, Tane Payton, and a little bit later, Billy and Tooley over here on Hockey the Podcast. I'm getting better at this intro thing without Derek. Um, Derek is away this weekend on a golf tour. Uh, not really. He's away with his girlfriend, so he's not playing golf. But, um, yeah, uh, as I said, we're in Potchefstroom. I'm not there yet. I'll be joining the guys there later this week. I, I probably won't see you from up close because I'm not in the bio bubble. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if you're listening and you're thinking best teams in the world and Potch of Sturm in the same sentence doesn't quite sound right. Well, it is right. Uh, India, Netherlands, France, and Germany. That's three top 10 nations. And France, of course, ranked 13th in the world at present. All here and all going to play two test matches against the South African men. Uh, Nick Spooner is uh, here, of course, and Tane Payton, both part of the Tokyo Olympic Games. And uh, both of them uh, part of the AFCON Triumph in Ghana, I mean, from one high to an absolute next. Nick, I'm going to bring you in first, uh, Sergeant Spooner, the, the man in the middle of the park. Spoons, uh, yeah, obviously it's it's an exciting time for South African hockey. It's an exciting time for you guys, the players, to get to play in the Pro League. Um, but it's also different. I mean, it's not often that many of you would have played in these kind of one-off test matches against uh, these leading nations. Yeah, um, I think for us as a squad, it's a great opportunity to play a lot of test matches against the top teams uh, in the world. We have two games against each country, so we're really looking forward to the experience and we hope f- we're hoping that we can take something out of it at the end of the day. Yeah, and, and Spoons, while you are, uh, while you're here, you're obviously in Tokyo, the, the historic victory against Germany. Of course, you play club hockey in Germany. Going back to Germany, how has that victory by the South Africans uh, been received? Um, I wasn't very popular, uh, to say the <laughs> least, but uh, you know, we, we played a very good game against them. Um, a few factors helped us a little bit, including the heat. Um, and yeah, we played a really good game of hockey, and I think they didn't take us as seriously as maybe they should have. Um, but talking to them afterwards, I think that's probably the last time that um, they wouldn't take us as seriously as they should. Yeah, yeah. so we're expecting a backlash. Of course, uh, we'll only get to face Germany next week. First up, it's Netherlands and India. Tane, you obviously played against Netherlands in Tokyo again. You caught them off guards with a very, very yeah. exciting start, 3-0 up. But in truth, they showed real quality. I, I really... There were a few people who, who said to me, South Africa threw that game away. And I said, no, no, we really didn't. I mean, we possibly could have got another when we hit the post. But really, the Netherlands showed class in how they fought back in that game. And it's going to be a, a massive test against the team that's actually been together longer 
here in the country than the South Africans. Yeah, I guess so. If you if you said like that, I mean, we technically have all been in the country for longer, just <laughs> not together. Um, but listen, the the Dutch also brought out a, a whole new squad. I mean, the team we played in Tokyo is going to be quite different, um, and they got a, a different coach in there, so the dynamic will be a whole lot. Um, oh, it's not exactly going to be like we can watch the video from the Olympics and just kind of run off against these guys. So it's going to be an interesting one when we when we meet them first up. Um, yeah, it looks like they're a hardworking team now. Um, probably got their head screwed on a bit tighter than what they did at the Olympics. Um, yeah, we're just going to have to see how it goes first up. Listen, we, we still have a fantastic team and we've got a few new guys showing up. But yeah, it's, it's quite nice. We still have that slight element of uh, surprise on them. Well, well, I mean, we got a good team, but obviously there is a massive miss and, and going out is going to be uh, the squad announcement going out over the next day or two uh, because obviously we're waiting on COVID results and stuff. But what names are going to strike people as missing are, are definitely the, the names of Matthew Guys Brown, maybe Sam yeah. and Vimby, although he was missing and gone as well. But of course, skipper Tim Drummond. Um, you know, how much of a loss is players like GB Drummond, uh, Sam, to to the overall picture? Yeah, listen, if they, they've been involved for a fairly long time. So to take anyone out who has that kind of natural experience that they've just kind of grown into their positions and uh, grown into the team culture, etc., it's always going to leave a bit of a gap. Um, but I mean, what's international sport or what sport without growth? And if we if we can just focus on backing the new guys who, who walk in the team and and have really faith in what their their abilities can do for us. And yeah, I mean, times are going to change. People have other lives next to hockey. We're not full-time professionals. And I think the group just accepts it. And yeah, without a doubt, we're going to miss guys. But we also really got to appreciate the next guys who step in and just show up for the job. Yeah, that's a great point. Spoons, I mean, uh, you know, Tain, Tain is well over 100 caps for the country. He's one of the senior players in the team. You're also one of the senior players in the team, uh, but you're sitting in the the late 30s, early 40s, closing in on 50. Uh, but in that experience so far, I mean, this is weird for a lot of players in the sense that we're used to when Netherlands come out here, playing them in a summer series where we play them over six or seven test matches. And the summer series doesn't have a very high profile. And obviously I'm talking pre uh uh, pre-COVID days when that, things like that happened. Um, but yeah, you know, it didn't really have the highest profile. It wasn't always uh, televised. In fact, uh, you'd have to wait for John Cook articles to know uh, what the result was. And yeah, I mean, obviously, if you look at it now, these are big games. They're going to be, be streamed and, and uh, you know, televised all over the world. The world ranking points now, every test match counts. Obviously, Pro League has a little bit of more weighting. So it gives us a great opportunity to climb the rankings. But there's also, you know, the nervousness of the fact that, you know, we could lose ranking points as well. Sorry? Yeah, can you? Sorry, Todd. Yeah, did yeah I, didn't get the last, I didn't get the last sentence. Yeah, can no, you? so I was saying, you know, we, we, we've got the opportunity to gain ranking points, but we've also got... You know, there's also an opportunity here where we could lose ranking points. 
Yeah, is, is that something the team have spoken about? I mean, obviously, we want to go pro league. We want to show everybody how competitive we can be. Realistically speaking, playing the top nations in the world, we're hoping to win maybe one in five, maybe two in five. But we are going to lose a couple of games here and there. And, and obviously, that's okay. It's part of the learning process. But there really is a big opportunity that if we can get a good result in a big game, um, that we have an opportunity to gain a lot of ranking points. Is that something that you guys as the playing team are cognitively aware of? Um, yeah, I think everyone's aware of it. Um, but I don't think, you know, losing a couple ranking points, because we ranked quite a lot lower than at least India and the Netherlands, it's not a major uh, train smash. We got to win every available, but I think it's more important the process for us to play these international games against them in the Pro League or live stream to have this sort of um, the show of hockey in our country um, and building towards the Commonwealth Games, the Nations Cup in November, and then obviously the World Cup in January. So we need to take, or we are going to take the opportunity to just play these games regardless of the result. Of course, we always want to win, but at the end of the day, the ranking points are there and they're still up for grabs at the next tournament. Yeah, absolutely. Now, one of the teams you mentioned is India. India, of course, currently are the uh, talk of their country because they went and got a bronze medal at the Olympic Games. The country's uh, first hockey medal, I think it's 28 years or something like that. It might even be a bit longer. Um, yeah, there, there is an excitement about that. But also South Africa, We the last time we played India was in the FIH Hockey Series final in India. Of course, at that stage, it was uh, very much the beginning of uh, the beginning of the uh, Gareth Ewing era, um, and that game kind of felt like it didn't matter because of the USA game and that late goal uh, that you scored, spoons that that qualified us. Uh, yeah, I mean, how much do we know about India other than what we saw at uh, the Olympics? And of the four teams we're playing this week, with no disrespect to any of them. Who are you, A, most excited to play against and B, expecting the toughest test against? Sure, man. Um, <laughs> <pressure>. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, there, there's video on everyone. So we, we, we'll have video analysis on all the teams that come out. Um, we played India. They've been together. This team has been together for over, I would say, about eight yeah. years now. So they've been together a long time. They are a tough team. They're only getting better. And they're almost fully professional. But, you know, there's stranger things have happened. There's, yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's important um, for us to just take every game as it comes. I think from my personal perspective, I'm quite excited to play the Netherlands again. Again, uh, I think they're going to come out with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. The same as the Germans. Um, but, I, you know, these, these guys are also bringing youngish squads, so there's a lot of opportunity for us as well. We also have a youngish squad, um, and it's great for us to be able to create a lot of depth in our country. Yeah, yeah. And saying now uh, the game you're looking forward to the most? All of them, Ty. Ah, okay. All of them. And the ones that came after that and the other ones. Honestly, when last did we have this many international games? Yeah, I mean, Out of a tournament. It's I mean, fantastic, I mean, right? It's a whole new dynamic. It, it's sensational when you think about it. I mean, and for the listeners who haven't quite digested it, I mean, the team got off to Argentina 
in a couple of months or in a month or so time. They go over to the UK. I mean, there's games against Spain, um, you know, uh, Argentina. Uh, who uh, who else is it from? It's not USA. Belgium, 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 obviously. I mean, the Olympic champions. So you know, yeah, Australia's sure. Australia Australia's losses are gained. The one thing that is a bit weird, I mean, you guys are quite used to, although AFCON was a bit different, you're quite used to when you're with the national team playing a lot of games in a short amount of time. Yeah. This yeah. Is, this feels, I mean, I know it's over 13 days, is eight games, which is quite a lot, but it does feel like you've got quite big gaps in between. And obviously, because of COVID, you're operating in a bubble lifestyle. How do you guys keep the, the focus focus there how do you keep the uh the the mental health going okay <laughs> during these times yeah <laughs> well i yeah i guess you got to pick your roomies quite well sometimes <laughs> i picked badly i made a huge mistake <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah I, I don't know i think this this group is super mature and we kind of accept that this is like that's part of what we like the opportunity we've been given is just says you guys have to be in a bubble and you have to stay in these close quarters and it's going to be like this for the year. So everyone's kind of just said, well, yeah, let's deal with it. Um, petty things like being together all the time is, it's not often we get to spend like this many months of a year traveling around with, yeah, with our mates essentially. And, you know, just doing what we all love and, and doing it probably the highest level we possibly can. So I, I'm not sure. I still am yet to see anyone, like, get tense or really struggle with the fact that we're in a bubble, to be to be dead honest with you. Ah, that's brilliant. So, yeah, I mean... I mean, that's good. Spoons can get grumpy, though. Nah, but, but I mean, that, that was without... Uh, spoons, spoons doesn't need a bubble to get grumpy. Um <laughs> <laughs> you can't you can't help it you can't help it uh spoons helped me get published in complete golfer so it's all good um yeah oh. I, I, I mean uh yeah so if we if we also look at uh some of the the dynamics that are also a little bit different i mean you guys have just come from ghana uh i mean the turf was uh let me say it so you don't have to pretty crap um, it, it was a weird uh, heat. I'm not even going to jump it on the bush there. No, it looked, <laughs> that look, was horrible. Saying, it, it's yeah. very, it's very interesting because uh, we know that injecting into short corners, both you and Billy, uh, you know, that's your bread and butter, accurate, fast every time. And we were seeing these balls change directions just before the the, the stopper. It was, it was uh, riveting to see. I mean, it was quite impressive that we even got some penalty corner goals in the tournament. But, uh, you know, we go to a tournament like that. It's very different. It's uh, the, the, the quality of umpiring is often not that great. The turf, not great. It was uh, played with a cacophony of noise uh, there in Ghana. You know, it's a different kind of uh, heat, the humidity. But you go there, and even if you go with a B team, all the pressure is on South Africa to win. You have to go to an African Cup of Nations and win. And obviously, I'm not trying to be any... Uh, play any disrespect to Egypt. But the fact that South Africa have won seven in a row means, you know, you're going there with the expectation to win. Now you come to the Pro League and you are the bottom dogs. You know, you are the underdogs. And 
And really anyone who understands hockey says, well, the expectation is South Africa are going to lose many of these games. We want to compete and hopefully steal a result. It's quite a subtle mental shift, but it's still a massive shift because you go from controlling games to almost stealing games. Do you find your tactics completely change and do your roles individually change as a result of that? Um, of, of course, your mindset changes a little bit. You know, you can't get away with um, tactics and sloppy first touches and stuff. So, you know, you, you it's a good thing because you work really hard to make sure that your first touch is better, that the ball's in a better position because... At this level, I mean, we saw it at the Olympics. If the ball is not in the right position or if you have a bad first touch, the guys are just nicking the ball off your stick. And that's just the quality they have. So it, it's a good thing for us. It, yeah, you know, it's, it's always good being the underdog. As I said in the beginning, I don't think we will be taken as lightly again. I think teams are now more aware, which is also a good thing and a bad thing. You know, you're not, you don't really have the element of surprise anymore, but it's good for other teams to also be nervous to play against us. It's not just okay, we're playing against South Africa. It's now like, okay, we need to do our homework on South Africa and their counter-attack and their defensive structures. So it's it's good on both sides, in my opinion. Yeah, look, absolutely. Yeah. We, can't, we can't wait to uh, see it. Of course, uh, fans are not allowed because one of the things was when the tournament was organized, it was still in the middle of the, the, the burst of Omicron and the agreement with FIH said, unfortunately, fans couldn't come. But Supersports are on board. Tain, I mean, you know, you, you've played enough games in uh, for South Africa to know how special it is when Supersport does televise your games and that your family around the world can watch without having to register on a streaming site or, uh, you know, <laughs> find a dodgy link. Uh, you know, being yeah, at this... this <laughs> yeah, I mean, playing in a tournament like this uh, and, and making... and knowing that Supersports are going to cover it. I mean, like... How, how how good does that make you guys feel? Yeah, it's it's what we, I guess it's what you put in your dream as a youngster. I mean, you want to play sport at the highest level and as a South African, well, you want to be on super sport, right? I mean, Absolutely. to have these guys following us and backing us now and kind of also trying to show our processes to the rest of the country, um, it's, it's really something special, really, really special. I mean, but you just, yeah, you look around the Astra at the moment and just the setup is just looking so professional and the feeling that people are like caring about the squad and, and about what we're trying to do. But I know it's, it sounds weird that a couple of cameras rock up and suddenly you feel like people dig you again. <laughs> but like we appreciate it tenfold. And I think also that that just brings in a whole new energy it allows us to just kind of step up to that next level, really. Yeah, I mean, we've seen it. We, we saw at uh, the Olympic Games, uh, the IOC actually listed yeah. our victory against Germany as one of the highlights of the tournament. Uh, the FIH named it as the second best game of the year. Uh, you know, there's a, a very big feel-good factor around the men's hockey. And, you know, again, saying you've been around for a long time and for, for many years, you know, it was the girls that had the feel-good story and the men who were, like, punching in the dark, hoping for a, a gap to open and, and often having to to play against the odds. Uh, we, we saw, obviously, London 2012 when you, you were there, where we competed so gainfully and, and 
in so many opportunities, we maybe could have taken a victory, but we left without. It must yeah. have been really good. And, and you know, I, I've said it in chats with uh, Coach Springs and uh, in media chats that I've had. I really do think that victory against Germany is actually so much bigger than a 4-3 result because we got the job done on the biggest stage at the biggest time. You know, that's something yeah. that South Africa always struggled with. We we could win the odd game here or there against a big nation in a summer series. or yeah. But on the big stage, in the big games, we often didn't show up. You know, you guys talk about a maturity in the team, but I really do think that result has opened doors that we're going to see, uh, we're going to reap the benefits of. And one of them is the Pro League. Yeah, precisely. Well, I, mean, I guess without that, without that result... Would we would we be sitting here right now? Um, <laughs> Very possibly not. But but what we've also yeah. seen is, you know, having Coach Gareth Ewing there, who has been through the system, we're also seeing the youngsters coming through, the likes of, you know, Billy and Tulis, uh, who's hardly a youngster, one of the vice captains, but Sam Vimby, uh, Pibo Lombete, guys who who played under him in the under twenty ones, and they seamlessly blending in to the senior squad now. There's a couple of new caps in, in the squad now um, in terms of the squad that's there. Connor Bashams, who was supposed to be with you guys in Africa, he's going to make his debut, hopefully. Clayton Saker, another one. Uh, Tabang Modisi, who actually went with you guys to Ghana as the, the traveling reserve. I don't yeah. know if Cameron is with you guys now in Poch. I haven't seen the final no, list. No, Cameron's not with us. Okay, so unfortunately, Cameron almost that. But I mean... I mean, what a great opportunity to play your international debut in the FIH Pro League. I mean, in, have these guys like, have you guys shared how important, uh, you know, wearing the national emblems is with these youngsters or are there other senior place, players taking them under their wings and, and making that transition a little bit easier for them? Yeah, definitely there are. Like we, we do like really take into account that you know, someone comes into a team, they, it's also quite a big, a big thing for them. It's a huge step from anything that we have available to us into international level. Focus uh, uh, in our group where there's not the control from the older guys, and we are really happy to allow the influence of the new youngsters. And that I think is just growing what we're trying to build. I mean, yeah. As we've spoken about the past, it's we've done the same thing for a very long time. And it's just fantastic to be able to kind of let new players bring new ideas, new ways of playing hockey a bit, a bit more freely, to be honest, with, with the youngsters coming in. And I, I think that's just a huge factor in everything we're doing at the moment. It's not always uh, a youngster coming into a team and getting mentored by an older guy. Um, who's to say that the older guy is fully correct? So it, it's a big mix of communication, openness, um, and just understanding each other, and then picking the right path to move forward. And I think it's really good for the youngsters because they feel quite accepted when they join into this team now. And there's no extreme hierarchy. I mean, at the end of the day, we pick a squad to play a team. And, well, if you're in the squad... Yeah, that means you're good enough to play, right? So no one should doubt you and you shouldn't doubt yourself. So I think that's really the focus point for us at the moment. Yeah. 
No, and also I guess it kind of releases some of the older players as well from that. Yeah, the pressure is all on you as a most a senior. You know, you can kind of also just filter into this really cool environment that we're building. Yeah, look, it, it's been awesome, and obviously, uh, Coach Springs has allowed me to see uh, behind the ropes a little bit, and it really is an incredible culture that I see this team building. It's it's you know it's it's a, a brotherhood. It's a, a guys who just want to go out, and I think Matthew Guys Brown he, he said it quite well after. Uh, Fcon and I know he's not with the team right now, um, but he just said, "Man, I just love playing for my country," and and it seems to be the spirit that is embodied uh, by all of you right now. Precisely, eh? that's I mean that's what what this team needs to be about. It's it's not about getting here and trying to constantly compete against your own countrymen. It's about playing for your country with your own countrymen, right? Uh-huh. Is we're here to do a job and we're here to play for a huge or a much greater group of people out there who equally want to be in here. But we also, we're trying to teach everyone that you, you can enjoy being here without having to physically beat your teammates down to get ahead of them. You know, you can all faster yeah, and probably a whole lot easier. Yeah. And we have one of the most diverse countries in the world and, I think we're using it now to our advantage instead of complaining about small little things. We're actually using our diversity, which other countries just don't have. And the other differences that the squad has in the team itself, we're actually using that to our advantage, which is pretty cool to see from the inside. Yeah, it, it's it's fantastic to see from, I mean, not to say the outside, but uh, from on the fence. It, it's really cool to, to be able to see that and, yeah, look, gents, I know um, because the team is very important, I know there is team time in the next few minutes, and uh, I know that the fines master is very strict if you're late to these things. So uh, I am going to say, uh, yeah, he apparently cracks the whip. I've, I've heard rumors. Um, but, uh, yeah, obviously, I know you guys are with the team now. You're, you're in camp, so thank you for taking the time. Um, yeah, I mean, lastly, what would you say to everybody out there, uh, you know, who, who wants to watch, wants to support, um, who's backing you proudly over the next two weeks and then obviously through the rest of the tournament as well? Yeah, man, I, I think everyone just needs to to be there and just enjoy watching. It's for sure going to be some tough times and there's also, I can guarantee you, going to be some amazing moments. So, yeah, don't get hasty, everyone. Things don't change overnight. And yeah. We're, we're working hard. Definitely. And tune in, support the lads, send their messages across or posts, whatever. The team really enjoys it. And, yeah, we, at the end of the day, we just want to do everybody proud that supports us and make sure that we're taking the right steps forward, which we are. Uh, you absolutely are. Jens, thanks very much. Uh, good luck and enjoy, uh, enjoy the last few days of prep before uh, the first game on, is it Tuesday? I think it's Tuesday yeah. against Netherlands. Um, it's going to be an absolute cracker. Of course, uh, we'll share on social media all the times and television times and all of that, so you'll be able to see that. Gents, enjoy team time. Thanks for, for the time. Uh, we'll be chatting to awesome. Billy a thanks, little bit uh, later. Thanks, all right, thanks, gents. Cheers. Have a good evening. Cheers. Back to Hockey, the podcast. We are chatting Pro League from Potchefstroom. We were joined before the break by Tane Payton and Nick Spooner, 
We're now taking another step in a different direction. We're done with the midfielders. We want to get out there with the strikers. And there's no better place to go than national team vice-captain Hobile Billy Ntuli. Uh, Bills, uh, thanks for taking the time and joining me. I know you guys are busy on camp. Uh, but, yeah, you must be quite excited and stoked for uh, the whole tournament, but specifically for the next two weeks. Yeah, Ta, thank you for having me, firstly. Um, it's always pretty cool being on your show. Uh, but yeah, of course, like you say, really excited for this next few weeks. Um, the boys just got all their COVID test results back um, now, so we're officially actually clear and ready to go. And yeah, we're just really excited and keen to get going. Bills, I mean, obviously, like people around the world are, are looking at this and, and they might be saying, but why Potchefstroom? I mean, take us through, you, you've played a lot of hockey in Potchefstroom lately, but just how good are the facilities there? Yeah, the facilities are world-class, uh, Um We've been lucky enough over the last, I think, 18 months or so to have been hosted here and looked after pretty well. Um, and like you say, the facilities are class, but besides that, just the, the way we get hosted here and, and, and looked after by the staff uh, at, in the dining halls, or in our actual rooms, um, yeah, we really treated well. And uh, the, the, the AstroTurf, the facilities, the gym, and, and everything else around it is just really class. So we're always comfortable here. Um, and it's it's always exciting to come back here. Um, I know usually we in the past, we used to be in the Cape Towns and the, the Durbans. Um, but this is just as brilliant, uh, if, if not better, to be honest. Uh, safe to say it's becoming the home of the SA Hockey Men? Yeah, it is. Um, it's a short two-hour drive from Pretoria for us. So, yeah, it's 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 nice and close. And it, it almost feels like our second home, as you say. Um, so, it, it really is uh, cool to be here. And like you say, uh, it's world-class and we get hosted here so well. So, it's awesome. Yeah, and, and I mean, a lot of people don't know this, but teams from around the world, and I mean, you might not even know this as well, but teams from around the world in different sports have been coming to Potterstrom uh, for years because of the quality of facilities. Of course, uh, with the fact that the Junior World Cup is on its way to Poch, they are obviously in a fairly uh, a good position in terms of, of uh, preparation. In terms of the turf, it's a good Belgatex turf. Uh, I mean, obviously having us just played in Ghana, it must be nice to just come back to a turf you can rely on. It definitely. Um, and as you say, I mean, I didn't even... You know, I wasn't too aware of this in the past that actually athletes of all codes uh, often train here from around the world. Uh, I remember meeting athletes um, at the Youth Olympics even in 2014 and then telling me they've been to Potchefstroom to train and so on. And I, I wasn't quite sure what that was about. Uh, you know, normally you think the foreigners like the Cape Town and stuff, but obviously the facilities here, like you say, are, are incredible. So, yeah, for us, it's it's just an honor to be treated here and and and. and you know, allowed for this to be our home. So it's really awesome. Yeah, and, and Billy, obviously this is probably the biggest thing uh, from a, a, a hosting of hockey tournaments that has come to South Africa since the FIH World League semi-final in 2017. Uh, the squad is in a very, very different space. Of course, you were a youngster still in the team, still uh, the early days in your first 20 or so caps. Um, yeah, I mean... How, how do you think having played in a tournament like that at home, you know, 
since then, you've obviously gone and played in the Commonwealth Games. You played in the World Cup. You played at Tokyo. I mean, how exciting is it to come and play a big tournament? And I, and I know we're not going to have fans, but playing a big tournament here in South Africa. It's incredibly exciting. Um, like you say, uh, we won't have any spectators, but it's uh, we just had a team meeting a few minutes ago, actually, and one of the things I said there was I actually haven't been this excited for a hockey season in general uh, with the national team in a long time. Um, I mean, I've been lucky enough to go to a lot of tournaments in the past few years, but there's just something special about this year, and, and it's not just because of the Pro League, but obviously it is a major factor. And to have it in our backyard and have all these countries coming over to to play us here, um, it's just really awesome. It's, it's super exciting. And yeah, it's just a pity. Obviously, the the locals won't get to watch live, um, which would have been really special. Uh, I remember when I played World League in Johannesburg, and we had a packed uh, a packed vitz at that time. And yeah, it was just incredible. The energy was amazing. Obviously, I was a lot younger then, a little bit uh, less experienced. Um, I didn't have my best tournament, so I'm just really keen to to you know take this opportunity with the conditions I'm used to, a pitch I'm used to, and just, yeah, put out a, a performance for the people to, to be proud of. Yeah, and Billy, obviously, there, there is a, a, a rather high expectation for the SA Hockey Men now because of the victory against Germany on the back of the AFCON. But, you know, what people might forget is that this is still very much a team in development phase under, under Coach Gareth Ewing. I mean, we didn't play a lot of test matches because of COVID, this is really opportunity for us to learn and start and grow, but it also means there's a good chance we are going to lose a couple of tests. Um, and we are playing nation. I mean, we've never beaten Netherlands in a test match. We haven't beaten India since 2012. Obviously, Germany are going to be coming at us, and you know that probably better than most. Um, you know, and and France uh, proved back in 2018 that they are going to be a difficult crack, and they've got Victor Charlet again. So uh, we, we know that uh, penalty corners are going to be very, very dangerous. It's not going to be easy. Absolutely. Um, and I think that's something we, we have to be aware of. Uh, and I think we are aware of. We, as you say, are still in a development phase as a team. Um, we also have a few players missing uh, and that are, that are unavailable for this tournament who were key for us at Tokyo. Um, so... We understand the phase we're in. We, we really do. And we're not listening to too much of the noise from outside um, and also from the international community. We are expecting things because of, you know, results we had at the Olympics. Uh, we're well aware of the phase we're in and we, we're just going to take it a game at a time. Um, we have quite a, a lot of new guys in the squad as well. Uh, so for us, it's just really awesome to have this opportunity to to expose new players to top level hockey um, and and that that obviously means we're going to have a few difficult moments um, difficult games and actually in our meeting a few moments ago we we sort of had half the room uh, you know saying how ambitious we should be and and you know we we, we we deserve to be in the top 10 and we should go out and show that we we can compete against these teams on a on a longer period um, but then we also had half of the guys, and rightfully so, who were, you know, just reminding each other and ourselves just that, that, that we are coming up against teams who have played a lot of hockey over the last few months. Um, we are still 
you know, top quality nations in the top five. And also now they, they actually don't, uh, I don't think they'll be too shocked uh, from what they'll get from us. They, they have done a little bit of homework. So that surprise element won't be there as well. So we are fully aware of what to expect. We know it won't be easy. Um, and like I say, we're just really excited to take this opportunity to continue to develop as a team. Um, for us, we have bigger targets later on in the year and bigger goals. Um, and this, this uh, I hate to say it, but it is a, a building block. Um, and I think that's the mindset we're going into this. We, we, we by no means trying to win the Pro League. Um, but at the same time, we're also, you know, not afraid to go out and, and try our best to cause a few upsets. Uh, we have promised ourselves that, you know, whatever game we play in, we will at least try our best to compete and, and, and make it a hard, a hard, a hard battle for the opposition. Yeah, Billy, I like that. I, I like that, uh, you know, in talking to many other different players, the, the mentality has kind of understood where our picking order is and, and, has realigned their goals. I remember talking to some players before the Commonwealth Games in 2018 and players saying, yeah, we're going there to win the tournament. And I, and I was saying, uh, maybe we, you know, based on our preparation, maybe we shouldn't have such lofty goals. There's nothing wrong with dreaming big, of course. But there's become a, a realism and, and more than that, a maturity in this men's side. We see people like Ian Shippey being involved, Cheryl Calder involved, you know, we, we, we see how important the role of the leadership group is, which includes yourself. I mean, Tim, Keenan, obviously Rassi before you headed out. Uh, uh, is this, uh, and, and I mean, I, I mean it with no disrespect to the previous um, regimes, but is this the most mature squad you've been part of? And I'm talking about just, uh, you know, that not, not caps or anything, just that whole mentality. Uh, for sure. Uh, for me, I mean, I came into the team in 2016 uh, and obviously I knew a, a bit about the team before I came in. Um, and I think, yeah, I, I also, like you say, me, me no disrespect to the past uh, players in the past areas of SA hockey, but I think, you know, through being exposed to more uh, tournaments like this, and more opportunities we've come to realize where we are uh, what we need to to develop and and you know exactly what we need to to reach uh, a certain level um, i think springs as well has been highly influential in that um, just instilling this realistic mindset um, it's not negative at all it's it, um, and it, it doesn't by any means take away uh, any ambition that we have because we have quite a lot of that actually um, and I think yeah the, the young guys we have in the team sort of bring a balance of this dogfight uh, this uh, you know for lack of a better phrase lack of care uh, of who we're playing against and and then the, the, the combination we have of the older guys and the seniors who have experienced uh, more difficult moments I think that combination sort of helps us to find a balance, uh, go for games and go for teams, but also just respect where we're at, put in the yards where we need to. Um, and yeah, yeah, I think we understand ourselves. Uh, I think for the first time in a while, we have an identity as well. Uh, we have a certain style of play. I think in the past, when I came into the team, we, we were trying to sort of match 
the European teams and, and the Aussies and so on and, and you know, go toe-to-toe with them. Uh, whereas now we understand ourselves, we understand our position. Um, and like you say, the help of of uh, Craig Carolyn and Ian Shippey has been immense for us uh, from a cultural perspective. Um, we've understood ourselves as as individuals within this collective, uh, where we come from, you know, and and I think that adds into the tactical side of things as well. Um, and and we use this identity to understand ourselves and go out with a calculated fight. Yeah, listen, identity is clear. One of the key parts of that identity has been skipper Tim Drummond. He's obviously away. Uh, you've been elevated to vice-captain with, uh, and as far as I understand, Keenan will then be the captain uh, during Pro League. I mean, it's 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 an awesome uh, um, opportunity, but it, it comes with an added amount of responsibility. Are you enjoying the, the added responsibility in your role? Um, I am, uh, but I've, I mean, I've had this conversation with a few guys in the team. I've had this conversation with my brother. Um, for me, uh, I'm absolutely honored, of course, to have this role and, you know, to be entrusted with this, but it, it really doesn't change anything for me in the way I, I behave around the team. I'm myself. Um, I think with or without a title, whether I was in the leadership group or not, um, I, I would always be the same. Um, and I, I, yeah, I think my character is one that, you know, doesn't really need a title to, to, to be myself and, and sort of lead from the front. I think that's the way I play on the field. Um, it, you know, I spoke today in the meeting as well. I said to the guys, you know, to the new guys, I, I hope they forgive me in advance for the way I get intense on the field and I'm, it, it, and, and the way I speak on the field. Um, and I think that that just, you know, sometimes shows my my eagerness and excitedness for for this team to move forward and 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 just to be successful. So for me, the the vice captaincy role doesn't really change too much. Um, I'm still myself. I'm still, you know, a joker in the team. But when I get on the field, mm-hmm. I'm I'm trying to push the lads. I'm pushing myself, and we set a standard. And yeah, we just try to keep to it. I, I don't think anything's changing in that in that respect. Yeah, and, and I mean, uh, absolutely, and and I've seen that from you in in the past, and I've seen that already from uh, the interactions I got to see from from Ghana. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I look forward to to seeing how you continue to grow in this role. Um, of course, one of the things that's interesting is obviously you have played in Germany, Harvest um, Huda, along with uh, Nick Spooner, we chatted to earlier. Uh, and and as far as it goes, that is along with the Hoefteklasse, the premier hockey leagues in the world. It must be pretty cool that you're now ticking off premier international hockey league, because it really wasn't a thought that South Africa would ever be involved in the pro league, and all of a sudden, it's a reality. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's it's really amazing to given this opportunity to play in the pro league and obviously the FIH have made it clear that it's at the moment a once-off thing um but yeah i think i just remember a few a few training sessions back in germany with the with the with the with the teammates and how you know they would be gearing up for an international break and a, and a weekend to go play pro league in belgium and so on and you know as south africa we were never really part of that conversation you know would sort of just wish them luck and you know 
and say we'll be watching um, us and the Austrians. So, you know, to to be invited into this tournament, um, I think is also testament to our performance in Tokyo. And, you know, I think we deserve this opportunity. So it's not as if it's, you know, a fluke. Uh, I think we, we're not lucky to be there. We, we earned the spot. Um, but yeah, for sure, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to play against some of my teammates that will be coming over. Um, you know, they've seen some of our footage and us getting ready. And yeah, it's just really exciting to be part of this elite international, uh, I guess, group of teams. Um, and we're really lucky and, and we're grateful. Um, yeah, and we just want to showcase what we can do. Um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's exciting. Yeah, and, and Billy, obviously, as someone who play, who is playing club hockey over in Europe, Right now, it's uh, okay um, because it's uh, your mid-season break. But obviously, going back, it's it's going to be quite challenging balancing everything with uh, the Commonwealth Games, the Nations Cup, potentially Aslan Shah, plus Pro League, plus um, obviously the World Cup next year in January. Have you started having a discussion with your 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 club side back in Germany yet? Yeah, I have, um, and I think that's a communication that's going to have to continue. And luckily, my coach and my manager at, at the club are really understanding um, of this opportunity we have. They they know how things have been for us as SA Hockey in the past with the lack of opportunity. So, yeah, I think they're really accommodating. Um, I'm also lucky to have Spoons at the club with me, um, you know, as a, as a senior at the club, um, just to sort of relay exactly how big this opportunity is for us. Um, and so, yeah, from, from our perspective as SA players at the moment, um, it's something we're speaking about a lot as a squad uh, because we have quite a few guys who play in Europe now. Um, just to keep communicating with your clubs, keep communicating with the national coach, and just stay on top of things. Um, we sort of don't want to miss out on either opportunity, whether it be at your league or, or with the national team. We just want to we want to be involved in everything. So we'll do our best to, you know, stay on top of things and keep communicating and, and be involved where we can. Yeah, look, it's it's exciting times. It's just around the corner. By the time you guys listen to this, I don't know if I'm publishing it on Sunday, Monday. Um, but by the time you listen to it, it'll just probably be one sleep away from South Africa diving into the FIH Pro League with Billy and Tuli being, of course, the vice captain to the national team as we take on Netherlands and India. First two games against uh, each of those nations before we change our focus and take on France and Germany. It's going to be riveting. Unfortunately, as I stated earlier, you cannot come to the stadium. Please don't try and come to the stadium because they will not let you in. But it is all live on Supersport. Uh, I do not think in South Africa you'll be able to watch it on Watch Hockey because of the geo-blocking. But around the world, you can watch it on the Watch Hockey app in South Africa on Supersport. There's the FIH Pro League in South Africa. It's not a dream. It's real. It's happening. COVID tests are in. Nothing is stopping us now. It's just around the corner. Billy, uh, thanks very much. I know... Uh, uh, you're a man who loves to go to sleep very early so you can wake up and do your 21k run. So I'm going to let you go and say thank you for the time and, and thanks to Tane and Nick for the chat earlier. Uh, good luck to you and the boys. I will I will see you at Poch over the over the course of the next two weeks. But uh, 
probably from a distance because I'm not in the bubble with you. I'm in the media bubble. So, uh, yeah, I look forward to it. Good luck to you and the boys. And, and let's hope that it is a, a, a week where we shock the world once again. Thank you very much, sir. I uh, really appreciate this. Um, and, yeah, we're just really excited, as I've said. And, yeah, we'll see you in a few weeks. Brilliant. Thanks very much, ladies and gentlemen. That was the National Men's uh, Vice Captain, William Tuli, looking to bang in the goals and uh, cause some upsets in Potterstrom.